When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode. I hope you're doing well. I just celebrated my 27th birthday yesterday in Vancouver. I'm back in Vancouver after traveling to Ontario for a few weeks. So I'm feeling good. I had a really lovely birthday yesterday. It also happens to be my anniversary with my partner, Jamie. So we had a really nice day. We made some homemade granola, which if you want the recipe, it is on my TikTok. And that's my parents' recipe that... I, every time I go home, I absolutely love it and I never thought to actually make it myself because, you know, in the past I haven't been as keen on, you know, homemade stuff, but if you follow me on TikTok, you'll know that I'm kind of getting back into baking and cooking and that sort of thing. So we did that. My parents, when I was home, taught me how to make it and it's actually so much easier than I thought. Then we biked to walk one of the dogs that is a client of mine. We got coffee and then we biked to the beach and just hung out and came back and had dinner with some friends and then played Zelda on our projector. So a really, really lovely day. We talked about going out for dinner, but quite honestly, I just haven't been feeling that lately. I prefer to stay in and especially since we got the projector, I have been obsessed with it. So that was my day. That's kind of my life update. And yeah, I guess we'll get into today's episode. What I will say before we get into it is I've been really feeling called lately to deliver a little bit more certainty in this space. I can quite often, especially with topics that we talk about in this podcast, be timid in the way that I navigate these conversations. You may not notice that as a listener, but I certainly tend to have this kind of shame about fully kind of owning my perspective in relation to my reality. And this manifests as needing to kind of explain every single nuance and apologetically move through these topics. So instead of doing that, I'm just going to own it and move forward with certainty, but know that my truth can be different from yours. And this is the last time I'll probably try to provide this type of nuance because I think it can be difficult to go into every single nuance every time I present something, but know that my truth can be different from yours truth can evolve. I'm always evolving. The way that I see things is always evolving, so it's never final. And you still have the option, even though I'll be presenting, you know, where I'm coming from in this episode and probably moving forward with a little bit more certainty, you still have the option of opting out 
of the way that I see things. This isn't about pushing my narrative on anyone. It's about offering something that might be different from what you've heard. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's, you know, the exact same. It's definitely different from a lot of the narratives that I grew up on and that I see circulating societally. So if your reaction to it is to reject it, you can honor that and stop listening. But otherwise, I'm really going to try to just own the way that I see things and you'll hear me presenting things as though they're facts. But of course, you know, that's up for all of us seeing things in a different way. This is the way that I see reality working. And I think that my certainty towards it, as I, you know, fall into a little bit more certainty right now where I'm at, I am experiencing these things more fully because I'm almost kind of leaning into them a little bit more, if that makes sense. If none of that made sense, don't worry. It really doesn't matter. This is more for myself, so you can just ignore that spiel. But essentially, the intention this episode is infused with is to be a bridge for you if you want it to a new way of existing and navigating your reality. I myself in the past have found myself teetering with some of these concepts, trying to decide for myself if I fully align to them. And I think that's what's been reflected back to me is not a full experience of the concepts that I'm presenting. So I'm sensing kind of that some of us in this community are also in that similar space of kind of teetering on the edge of wanting to shift your beliefs and really adopt a supportive set of life narratives. But maybe you're holding back because you're not really sure it will work. This you know, feels a lot different from what you've experienced in the past. Maybe it feels a bit out there. This episode is designed to essentially provide you with clarity or motivation that you really need to kind of get into that command seat of your reality and find what feels supportive and expansive and fun and pleasurable to you. So another thing I want to mention, I'm going to shift into using the term reality creation for now. I'm trying that on instead of manifestation because quite honestly it just feels more fun and empowering and less passive because what's the point of all of this if you're not having fun you know in the space of healing and in the space of personal self-inquiry and I don't even want to say self-improvement but that kind of realm I think it can tend to be quite heavy and you know that is okay because sometimes we need to go to those depths in order to kind of heal from certain things. But it's interesting. I just did an interview recently where someone asked me, you know, what are your practices, your wellness practices, and you know, what are you working on healing? And I really feel like I've come to this place where it's not that I feel that I'm done healing, or maybe I do, but it's just that I'm looking forward to having fun now. I feel like I went through a chapter of going through a lot of kind of difficult reckonings with myself and with others and healing a lot. And now I'm just interested in kind of moving forward because I think the point isn't to spend our whole life in that state. And so really this is about having fun and experiencing pleasure and allowing ourselves to give ourselves permission to experience pleasure and to have desire and to experience all of life that is available to us. The way that I present reality creation in this episode is really about drawing in 
and attracting the experience you desire by expanding what you believe is available to you. That may sound kind of lofty, but I promise we're going to kind of clarify what this means. And ultimately what I'm trying to convey here is it's much less about going out and getting from my perspective, which is a perfectly valid way of doing things and it works, don't get me wrong. But this way of doing things is more about connecting with the version of you that is already living your desired reality that already has the thing that you want and then just starting to line up every aspect of yourself to the timeline where you're physically experiencing that reality and drawing it to you now it's not about not taking action but it's a different type of action that we're taking it's a little bit less kind of in the energy of pushing and desperation and it's more in the energy of pulling if that makes sense and kind of being guided. So it's all about experiencing on an energetic level first your desired reality, identifying what the version of your desired reality looks like, building on an image of the version of you living that reality, which we call your character or your desired reality character. Then you're building out the sensory experience of that desired reality. Quite often we kind of stop at the vision board element. Here we want to build on that and say, you know, what does it look like, feel like, taste, touch, sound, smell like to live as this character? This is what we refer to in Design Your Character as building out your sensory library. And it's basically about establishing and building out every aspect of your character that precedes the physical experience that you want to have. So when you want to experience, for example, more money, it's because you want to energetically, physically, emotionally have a certain experience. So we're really building out that image of what that character looks like, how they speak, relate to others, spend their time, how do they move. And you're putting all of the pieces together energetically. So really the last thing to catch up is the physical. So you start to move closer to that timeline where you're actually physically experiencing your desired reality. And as you move closer to it, it starts to become more dense and solid in your experience in a way that you can observe and physically experience directly. So your beliefs are going to support you in two ways in this process. Number one, in how you shape your desired reality through what you believe is available for you to experience. So you know, you're going to create a version of your desired reality that you believe is possible for you to experience. And you're going to create a version that you actually believe. And we'll talk about this in a minute or maybe in a few minutes, but not superficially trying to convince yourself you believe something when you really don't. Your beliefs are also going to support you as you wait for your external reality to catch up because you have that conviction and you have that kind of sense of knowing that you're just really waiting for that final element to catch up. And the thing is, going back to this idea of pleasure and fun, something that I quite often will share with people, especially when I'm being told that I'm being unrealistic in my beliefs, is why would I choose to believe something that just doesn't feel good and doesn't feel supportive of a life that I want to live? You know, Worst case scenario, if I choose to believe something that feels better, feels more supportive, and feels fun, 
Worst case scenario, it doesn't go the way I expected, but at least I felt good and had fun in the meantime. Whereas if I adopted a certain belief that was perpetuating a state of suffering for me or for others, that doesn't feel good. And that's not what I want to believe is possible for me in the future. So, you know, I would talk about this in relation to my job, about how I had all these visions for myself. And quite often that would be met when I had conversations with kind of a side eye or just, you know, even directly saying that that type of lifestyle is not available. It's not possible. And again, whether or not I actually said this, I was thinking to myself, well, I'm going to choose to move forward with the belief that it's possible for me to have a career that looks fun, exciting, adaptive to my lifestyle that allows me to spend time with family. I'm going to move forward with that belief and I'm just going to see how it goes. All right. So to kind of lay out the format of this episode, essentially what we're discussing is one of the key ingredients in reality creation, which is belief. So we'll talk about why belief is important and why our beliefs are important and why, you know, how limiting beliefs can actually hinder us, how to spot when you're having a rejection response to your desired reality, we'll discuss what that means, and then how to expand into beliefs that are supportive of your desired reality and actually move towards the timeline where you're experiencing it. All right, so let's start with why are our beliefs important? This is something I kind of didn't fully understand and something that I'll quite often do one of my processes for what some people will call kind of downloading information. Do I know where this information comes from? No, but it comes through with a lot of clarity when I simply ask a very specific question. And I was feeling that beliefs are important in the process of reality creation, but I didn't really understand how. And what came back to me was very simple. You're not going to move towards something that you don't think is available to you. You won't ask for something you don't think you can have. So you can think of your beliefs as your life menu. You're not going to order something that's not on the menu. The beliefs that you hold in place are keeping you ordering the same thing over and over, but you may have reached a point, I think many of us have in this space, where you want to try something new. You're sick of what you're ordering. You're bored. Or worse yet, you may be feeling unwell from what you're ordering. This is what I call friction or tension. The thing that starts to happen that nudges us towards trying something new, seeing what else is available. So you're having these cues, you know, if you're going to a restaurant and you're starting to feel a little bit sick of a meal, you're going to want to try something different. Same sort of thing. You're experiencing these mental, emotional, physical cues that may be nudging you towards trying something new and seeing what else is available. So for me, those cues were very, very strong and very, very prominent in the form of consistent panic attacks, serious anxiety, generalized anxiety for three years until I started to actually move past the reality that was kind of creating this tension. And I shouldn't say the reality was creating the tension, moving past my state of being that was creating this experience with my reality. Okay, so that's great. But You know, if that's true, why don't we just spin up an idea for a new reality we'd like to experience and then move towards that? 
A combination of life experiences, societal narratives, religious programming, and our general upbringing, amongst other things, leads us to believe that we're working with a fixed menu. Something really interesting happens from my standpoint where our reality becomes more and more narrow as we age. So we go from childhood where we are in this expansive, open, playful, imaginative, creative space where we can be anything, try anything, experiencing any, experience anything, to slowly becoming more and more narrow where there's a certain expectation that we're going to step into a certain way of being and kind of stick to it. Even in the way that we think we're expected to have certainty in how we think the world works, how we think certain things work. The phrase that comes to mind here that I hear a lot and something that would always frustrate me is, this is just the way things are. People talk about things that could be so expansive and so unknown with such certainty. So things like a person like me could never afford that or I could never be in a job that makes me happy. I hear it happening all the time, even within myself. And what I see and personally experience happening is the imaginative, vibrant, playful, experimental parts of us can become just kind of dried up because we don't really need them when we're working with a predetermined template. So really, this idea of reality creation and thinking expansively may be completely foreign to us, and we may experience resistance to it because of programming surrounding some of these aspects of ourselves. So for example, that they're childish or unprofessional or unhinged or unrealistic. That's why I think reconnecting with your inner child can be really nice to go hand in hand with some of these concepts that I present on this podcast and within Design Your Character. But what I will say is when we're talking about playfulness and expansiveness and imaginative, creative kind of energy, I don't want to actually attach that to childhood because I think sometimes that creates this this belief that these aspects are exclusive to childhood. I don't think that that's the case. I just think that they're most active when we're young because we haven't kind of entered this more narrow way of living. We're very open, but I don't really think that they're childlike characteristics or qualities. I just think they're things that are most prominent in childhood. So I think that's an important distinction to make. If you're a listener here and you're feeling that pull to reality creation, then it's a good sign that you're feeling nudged to expand your menu. You are feeling attracted to this way of thinking. Reconnecting with the open-minded, imaginative, curious, experimental self that is always available to you if you surrender the idea that this is the way things are and this is the way that things are going to be. From my perspective, that's not how we evolve. Reality creation is about tapping into the expansive way of being where you can see and move beyond the beliefs that you've inherited, even if it's something you've believed to be true for your entire life. Those can still be up for debate and up for loosening and expanding. So I want to spend a minute here before moving on to kind of articulate this idea a little further. If you don't think it's on the menu, you won't order it. So just articulate that a little bit further. As I said, I noticed this 
really prominently in myself and in others in the degree of certainty that we talk about things that don't have to be a certain way. So a good example of this is my partner, Jamie. He just finished a web development program. He is very similar to me in the way that he wants to have freedom. We have similar values. But after finishing the web development program, he started looking for jobs, understandably so. And I just started to kind of ask him about, would you be interested in trying to do your own thing? Like here I have all of this experience with digital marketing and social media. I could support you. I could help you. And it was interesting to hear his resistance to that. I think there's an element of, no, I'm not interested in that. But then there's an element of, no, I couldn't do that. That's not the type of person that I am. I'm not capable of that. I don't have those skills. I don't have that charisma. And coming back to the question of, well, if you could do it, would you want to? If you didn't have those fears that you have, is that reality something that you would want? And hearing him say yes, and hearing him say that he would love to live in that way, but that the thing that was holding him back was his image of himself. Well, actually, that's a pretty good place to be in because your image of yourself and your beliefs surrounding yourself and what's available to you are flexible. So he started to play around with the idea that maybe this experience is available to him, this experience of being self-employed, at least to some extent, doing some freelancing, having that freedom, maybe that is available to you and starting to play around with that idea. And then the creativity and the open-mindedness that comes along with this. So one of the ideas that I had presented to him was I had heard a lot about people who are Twitch streamers. And initially, I was having this conversation with my family. There are several narratives that pop up. For example, I it's too saturated or I... I really don't want to talk on camera and so I don't want to have to do that. Well, again, if you believe that it's too saturated, if you don't believe that that experience is possible for you, if you don't believe that despite a market being saturated, you could still have a place in it, then you're not going to move towards it. And if you don't think that you could be successful even without talking on camera, then you're not going to move towards that reality. So when you start to open yourself up to, well, what if I could be successful doing it the way that I want to do it. Another good example of this is how I really felt resistance with the idea of having a niche. And that was really causing a lot of tension for me because it didn't feel expansive. It felt like I had to keep doing things in a certain way in order to experience success. And the way that I was doing it was not the way that I wanted to do it. It was it felt limiting. But my energy when I was telling myself that the only way to be successful was to have a niche that was pointed in the opposite direction of my desire because that's what I was telling myself. That's what my belief was reinforcing, was a reality that was the opposite of what I desire. So in this process, we're actually aiming to point our energy and our attention and our thoughts towards being shown examples of how... A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. 
The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Cool fact: A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. It could be possible for us being shown examples of how your desired reality is possible. And from my stance, if you can find even one example of another person that you can relate to that contradicts the limiting belief that you have, you can start to dismantle and dissolve the old belief. So I would start to seek out and have this openness to, okay, let's see people who don't have a niche that are still successful. And then I was start then I started to be shown those examples because I was open to seeing them. Now those examples would have already been in my field of awareness, I just wasn't pointing my attention towards them. I was pointing my attention towards things that would reinforce the belief that I had that it wasn't possible for me to be successful without a niche. So I was seeing a lot of those types of messages and I was very receptive to them. So again, just pay attention to when you feel that friction of having a desire, knowing what your desire is, being honest with it, but thinking that you have to surrender that desire and do things in a certain way. Pay attention to where that came from and why you think you're any different from someone who contradicts the certain way that feels limiting to you. So again, if I saw someone who was very successful, who was not in a niche, or if Jamie saw someone on Twitch who was streaming, who wasn't talking, why do you think that that couldn't be you? And then if it's because that person had a very different upbringing than you, let's say, well, that person who is successful without a niche, they had a very wealthy upbringing, so they kind of had a leg up from me. Well, then be even more open to finding someone who you can relate to even more because you're just getting closer and closer to seeing those examples. And really, you're just refining and reiterating and being more specific about what it is that you want to see by being open to it. And then as you start to observe that in others, you can start to believe it a little bit more within yourself. Now I want to talk about how our beliefs can actually hinder the reality creation experience. So in Design Your Character, we call this process addressing why you may be closed off to your desires. And if you're in the Patreon, there's a post called 
opening to your desired reality. And in that post, we discuss that when we're open to our desires, it makes it easier for them to flow into our experience. And then the reverse is also true. When we're closed, it makes it more difficult. You can think of this process as opening up or closing a faucet or a valve on a tap. So the ease through which our desires flow to us is influenced by number one, how open we are to having the desire. So whether or not we have a certain degree of shame surrounding a certain desire, maybe because of our religion or whatever that may be. Secondly, and the focus of this episode is the belief that we have that the desired reality is possible and available to us. So our belief that it's on the menu, essentially. And then number three is our attitude towards experiencing the desired reality. So maybe we have fear towards it or some aspect of it we feel shame about, for example. So how this process kind of works is in your design, in design your character after having identified and established a vision for your desired reality, you want to be habitually checking in with these three aspects to see if you're contracting or closing off. And that's done through the self-audit log. So it's great that you've identified this vision for your desired reality, but why is it kind of more difficult to move towards that? without resistance. Well, if it represents something that we have yet to experience, then there's going to be this kind of contraction expansion process where we gradually kind of grow beyond our previous comfort level. And it's completely normal to have this resistance and this rejection experience. So you're going to start to bring awareness to your thoughts, narratives, and beliefs and consider how they're informing your decisions behaviors and actions and ultimately the experience that you're having and what reality they're activating so again it's important to start with the driving force behind your decisions behaviors and actions which are your thoughts narratives and beliefs what happens when you're experiencing that resistance to your desired reality so when you don't believe something is possible for you is you can be energetically saying no to your desired reality. So turning off the faucet. And this is what we'll call a rejection response. You want to get really familiar with what that feels like mentally, emotionally, physically when you're having a rejection response. There's actually an aspect of the manifestation quiz that's in part two where you start to bring awareness to two things. You're blocking behaviors and your blocking narratives and these are the things that repeatedly come up when you are thinking or making a decision surrounding your desired reality bringing awareness to this is super important because this is likely already happening perhaps even without you even noticing so the driving force behind your decisions behaviors and actions may not be aligned to what it is that you want so you need to interrupt it You may, for instance, be thinking, oh, I'd like to have X or I desire X, but then your mind just automatically starts looping on, no, you'll never have that or that's not possible. Physically, you may feel, or excuse me, emotionally, you may feel frustration or defeat or anger or resentment towards someone else who has that thing. And then physically, your body may actually contract. So thinking or being kind of in the energy of your desire may trigger all of these automatic reactions the rejection responses that you may not even notice and it's very visceral 
when we're having this response, for me, where I really feel it is in my chest, it's a contraction, it's a resistance. So start with getting really, really honest about how you actually feel about your desired reality. And for me, it's really important not to try to convince and affirm your way into believing it's possible if from where you stand right now, you just don't. So get familiar with your rejection response. By asking yourself, where are my thoughts, emotions, and physical sensations in relation to my desired reality? And again, if you're using the design your character template, check in with a self-audit log regularly. You don't have to use the pre-baked journal prompts. You can just do a kind of journaling session, a brain dump, just to check in with how you're feeling about your desired reality because that can reveal some really important things about where you stand energetically in relation to your desire. It's not a problem if where you stand is in a space of rejecting your desired reality, but it's good to have awareness of that so you can kind of correct it. So now we're going to talk about how you can correct it by essentially getting your mind on board so you're not constantly coming up with this rejection response and really closing yourself off to your desired reality. Now, the key here for me is working with the beliefs that you already have. They've taken time to crystallize and the idea that they could be easily replaced with something that you don't reasonably believe overnight just does not make sense to me and it doesn't work for me. Now again, I'm not suggesting that it might work for some, it just doesn't work for me. So this is for you if you've tried the positive affirmations thing and it just doesn't work for you or you're not experiencing any real momentum towards your desired reality. That's why I'm not a huge affirmations person. I certainly understand the value in them and I like reframing things, but why I'm not a big fan of using that, especially not using that without using anything else, is if, for example, your life experience has been struggling with money, being poor, no amount of I am rich affirmations, in my opinion, is going to shift that belief. It just doesn't really have enough momentum behind it. And when we try to make this type of jump, we're essentially denying the mind's need for things to be linear. And this is really the key here. We can't reasonably identify or even imagine the actual steps it would take to get from I'm rich to, or excuse me, I'm poor to I'm rich because it's so beyond anything we've experienced. So our response may be to just reject the idea altogether. It's almost like it's silly. It's like, no, that's, what does that mean? Also, when we reach for something so beyond our current reality, we may subconsciously believe it's going to take way too much time, energy, or effort. So our response, again, may be to reject it. Going back, though, to the concept that I presented at the beginning of the episode of how I see reality creation working and how we can essentially tap into every single alternative and version of ourselves that already exists, it might not actually be that the steps we think are necessary actually are, if that makes sense. So in our mind, things need to follow a certain order. Is that the way that they actually have to be? Perhaps not. But we want to appeal to the part of ourselves that, you know, stands where we are right now. So If it's contained within our awareness as a desire, then the timeline is within our proximity. But again, getting to the point where we can make those jumps 
requires loosening and expanding our mind's idea of what's possible. So how we do this is by appealing rather than rejecting our mind's need for thing to be linear. So again, maybe in the future you don't need to have this linear sequence of things. But for now, you can reach for a version of you and your reality that feels available now or in the near future. Now, of course, I did mention that imagination and expansion is, of course, very important and vital to this process, but it's more of a gradual loosening and opening of the mind, especially if it's currently very contracted and closed. What we're aiming to do is to turn down the volume on the inner skeptic that tends to kind of get in the way of all of our other thoughts and doesn't allow us to see expansively. So how we do that is we work with it and work with the beliefs that we already have. This is why when it comes to affirmations, I'm a much bigger fan of asking questions rather than making solid statements because it offers an opening to our contracted and closed mind. So an example of this, rather than saying I'm poor and the desired reality being I'm rich, it would be I'm poor going to what if this didn't have to be my reality? What if I could experience more financial abundance and stability? What would it look like for me to experience more ease in my finances? What would it look like for me not to struggle on the daily with my finances? So you incrementally expand by meeting yourself exactly where you already are. And this is also much more accessible because you don't need something some external circumstance to change for you to believe that it's possible. Now, this process may involve, and I've had to do this myself, I've revisited the vision for my desired reality and reworked it into something that feels closer to my current reality. Now, just because you've done this, it doesn't mean that it's smaller or you know, less significant and that you'll stop at that version that's closer. It simply means that you are aiming for something that can loosen the subconscious mind so you can start to experience what it feels like to get your mind on board and to start to experience small amounts of opening to the point where you can become much more open and expansive. And the reason why I think this is so important is because you start to build evidence that you're moving towards your desired reality. So you can have the experience of success rather than perpetually being in a state of failure. So a good example of this would be, I myself have done this many, many times. I've seen other people do it many, many times. Is let's say your desire is to you know, work on your health and well-being and you want to experience more energy and you want to experience more vitality. Perhaps you want to be able to meet a certain fitness goal or whatever it may be, eat healthier. What I have done in the past and what I see a lot of people do is you establish a vision for what that would look like or you set a goal, for instance, that is so beyond what your current lifestyle looks like. So for example, you know, completely cut out all gluten, dairy, sugar, um, work out for at least 45 minutes every single day. Like just this vision that is so beyond what you're currently experiencing. And then I think what happens is you repeatedly experience on a daily basis failure because it can be difficult to kind of 
immediately move into that way of being when your habits and patterns are so in contrast to that. So then what happens is we just check out and we give up and then we have this feeling of defeat and failure and that just continues to perpetuate. And when we approach a new goal, we have all this evidence of how in the past we've not been able to meet those goals. So we really don't feel confident going into it. Rather than setting like tiny, tiny little micro goals on a daily basis or tiny micro versions of the big vision that we have so then on a daily basis we begin to collect evidence that actually you are capable of doing what you set out to do and actually it is possible for you start to start to move towards the experience that you want to have and you continuously experience success so really setting yourself up for success I think is so important in this process and probably is one of the most important things that I could possibly share. I even do this when I'm cleaning my house and when I'm doing little tasks. I break things down to such small, small micro tasks. And then just the feeling of ticking those boxes feels really good as opposed to saying, clean the apartment. And then there are pieces that I wasn't able to get to. It's overwhelming. And maybe I just check out altogether. So really you can apply the same logic of wanting to create really small micro steps that are available to you right now that can allow you to get into a state of experiencing success and fulfillment and satisfaction rather than perpetually experiencing failure and disappointment. And then what happens from there is you continue to expand larger and larger and you just start to ask yourself, oh, I wonder if I could try this. I wonder if this is available to me. Oh, I wonder if I could do that. And I had this thought recently where, you know, I think in the past, a way of being that created a lot of tension for me is me thinking I know how everything is going to play out for me. And that's quite boring. And so when you get into this state of being, you're kind of saying like, who am I to say that something's not possible to me, for me, excuse me? Who am I to say that? I don't know. Like there's so much to experience in this world. Why am I deciding that this is the way it has to be? And in doing so, you slowly allow the version of you that thinks, it knows exactly how everything's going to go, even if what that narrative is is not in your favor. You put that self into the back seat and you reconnect with that openness and curiosity and expansiveness that we talked about earlier. And really, you get to play around with how expansive you can get without coming into contact with a rejection response. So let's say you want to earn money in your business. How does your mind and body respond to the idea of making $15,000 in a month? If you feel a rejection response, what about $10,000? What about $5,000? And when you hit that sweet spot, you set that as your vision and then you can incrementally work your way up from there. And I myself am a use case of this. I did this recently. I was in a workshop with P the Fairy and they actually discussed this process of needing to appeal to the linear mind and how if something feels on any level unsafe or unavailable to bring it back to something that feels more safe and available and accessible to you. So I actually did this with my finances where I had repeatedly for the past well, I guess ever since I became self-employed, had income targets that were so far beyond anything I've experienced. I had no idea how it was going to happen. I didn't have any real openings available, so I didn't have any portals that that income could really come in through that I could reasonably believe would happen. And I just found myself never, ever getting there. So instead of trying to think bigger, think more expansively, which is what I felt 
manifestation was all about was thinking bigger I decided to bring it back to something that felt closer to my current reality again it's not necessarily smaller it's just closer and so I I brought the level of income to something that felt more available to me and since I started doing that I have hit it every single month so I am a use case for this being possible and it's just a lot more fun. It's a lot more playful. It's a lot more, you know, open-minded because if your initial reaction to what you're actually manifesting and desiring and the reality that you're creating is not pleasant, then again, what's the point? All right, that's it for today. I really suck at intros and outros, so I'm really not going to try to do much here. I hope you enjoyed. I hope this was expansive, helpful, all the rest. If you want any number of things that I touched on, there were a few here. I talked about the manifestation quiz that's available in, I'll put it in the show notes. I talked about design your character. Many of you are already using that, but if you're not, I'll put it in the show notes if you're interested. Feel free to also DM me with any questions if you're still on the fence about purchasing that or if you're using it and you have any questions, you know, I generally love to hear how that's going. I mentioned the Patreon, that post opening to your desired reality. I'll link that in case you are a patron and you want to quickly access it. And the link to join the Patreon, if you're interested, is also included in the show notes. So that's it for today. Hope you enjoyed. Love you guys. You're great. This is an awesome community. I love to see how this is growing. I hope that this provided a good bridge for you to start to really own your desires and move towards them. So thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. I'll see you next week. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 